Welcome everyone. You are listening to the All in Sacred Time podcast designed to give deeper meaning to your life by helping you to better understand and consciously align with the cosmological and sacred energies affecting and influencing your daily life. This podcast is posted online and on iTunes at the beginning of each season and in the middle of each season. This is Anna Jones, and I want to welcome everyone to the podcast this month. This is the podcast for uh, late summer. Uh, This is the middle of the summer season 2015. And I want to begin um, with speaking a little bit about this transition uh, here at the middle of the summer season. We've literally reached the halfway point between the summer solstice and the fall equinox, which that exact halfway point is on the date of August 1st. This is a sacred time uh, in ancient calendar systems and in cosmological uh, time and natural time uh, because that halfway point, which is also known as one of the cross-quarter points of the year, um, that halfway point between the solstice and the equinox is a time in which we feel the energies begin to shift. So August 1st uh, and from August 1st all the way through until September uh, when the uh, fall equinox is going to be taking place, we will be experiencing uh, profound shifts that we will start to feel more and more as the fall tide uh, begins to roll in. For those of you who have been following my podcast, you know that I speak about these cross-quarter points, these halfway points, as a shifting of tides, and that that is one of the best ways of being able to understand it, um, that we have... Um, Um, We're still in summer, and technically the summer season will be continuing on for another six weeks um, because uh, each season is 12 weeks in length. And um, so at the six weeks uh, point, the turning point, there's still six weeks of summer technically left, but the energies begin to shift, and it's like a changing of the tides. Um, And so the energies of summer will begin to wane, even though we still have six more weeks of it, energies of summer will begin to wane um, and the energies of fall will start to come in. Uh, like a tide that starts to shift, uh, the, the energies of summer being a tide that like starts to go out, and then the energies of fall being a tide that starts to shift, and we start to feel that tide coming in. So um, this is going to be uh, a time period in which we're going to be feeling like we want to complete uh, the things that we wanted to do during the summertime and harvest all the things that we planted uh, within our um, within ourselves within our life and that we sowed the seeds for during the spring and that we've been uh, growing and bringing into fruition uh, in preparation of the upcoming harvest time. So uh, be focusing on the things that you want to complete for yourself during this time period uh, and finish anything that you want to finish uh, during the summer, especially if there's anything that you began and you really want to um, you know, bring it to more culmination uh, and have have the, the best possible outcome come about, uh, that's the best way to align your energies uh, during this time period. Because once we're finished with this next six weeks, uh, the next podcast in this series will be on the 
the fall equinox, uh, which this year the fall equinox is going to be coming late. Uh, the fall equinox is actually on September the 23rd. Uh, so by the time we get to the fall equinox, it's going to be harvest time. Uh, we will have already been um, at the harvest moon. Uh, the, the harvest moon, actually, the harvest moon will be uh, right around the time of the equinox, actually. Um, so it will be harvest time, the time to, so to speak, reap what, reap what we have sown uh, and bring to full manifestation uh, the things that we have been working on, planning, uh, doing and growing within ourselves, etc. Um, so be focusing on this summer, this next six weeks, and anything that you want to um, bring to completion during the summer and be sure to do so because there's lots of powerful energy uh, coming up over the next six weeks that I want to speak to you about. The um, Before I move on to speak about what kind of powerful energies um, are, are happening, uh, this Lamas, which is the Lamas, L-A-M-M-A-S, Lamas is one of the ancient names associated with August 1st, um, this halfway point between the solstice and the equinox, um, is being ushered uh, sorry, ushered in, my, my tongue got tied, is being ushered in um, by the full moon, um, July 31st, and the full moon um, energies, we feel them the day before, the day of, and the day after. So we'll actually be feeling the full moon energies on this Lamas as well. Um, this particular full moon energy associated with Lamas is also known as a blue moon, and a blue moon is when there are two full moons occurring within a uh, calendar month um, and so actually there's nothing really rare or special about the full moon uh, anything different or unique about it when it comes to lunar calendar systems but when um, you combine the lunar calendar system into the man-made Gregorian calendar system uh, there are some periods where every 2.7 years uh, we have blue moons um, and so blue moons do occur um, and they occur every 2.7 years and they occur only when um, there is a two full moons happening in a Gregorian calendar month. Uh, Gregorian calendar is the man-made calendar system uh, that we operate our societies and our cultures by that is not in alignment and in sequence with the ancient calendar systems and the cosmological time and nature, natural time so then periodically you'll have these instances where um, they will there will be two full moons in one calendar month. Uh, so that's really the, the, the main thing that's different about it and that's unique about it, uh, this particular full moon energy. However, because people are aware of blue moons and, and they've attributed uh, special uh, rarenesses and, and, and energies to it, uh, I believe that the collective energy in people's collective consciousness, all, all full moons amplify what's in our collective consciousness and what's in our personal consciousness. So because we see it, we see it as rare because of the uh, man-made calendar correlations uh, and the fact that it doesn't happen uh, you know, very often in the man-made calendar, uh, and we attribute special unique things to it, I believe that that amplifies uh, even more. And so it makes uh, us feel the energies and the shift and the build-up even more. And I feel like it really launches us into a good period for manifestation, which is why I'm actually going to be leading a manifestation meditation on the, um, the full moon of uh, Lamas, on the actual day of the blue moon, uh, leading us into Lamas. So um, the Lamas is being ushered in kind of with a bang, 
here with this full moon energy and all of the extra energies that we've associated with it and uh, connected with it due to um, the blue moon correlations. The full moon of this Lamas period um, it's going to be in uh, the full moon. Will, the moon will actually be in Aquarius by the time Lamas comes. But the, on the day of the blue moon, uh, where it's going to be astronomically is in the sign of Capricorn. Um, but it is uh, projecting the energies of Aquarius and will, will be in Aquarius by the time we get to Lamas on the next day. So that uh, kind of gives us an indication that um, there's going to be some good uh, assistance for us to make some progress here uh, emotionally and spiritually uh, during this time as well as with the manifestation of our goals uh, during this six-week period. So it's a really good time to work on manifesting your goals on the 31st, August, uh, July 31st, August 1st, and all throughout the next six weeks. Um, another uh, factor going on, there's lots of amazing things happening over this next six weeks that will play a role in us manifesting and co-creating and especially you know trying to manifest our, our goals uh, relationships could be really impacted um, especially if any of your goals are related to relationships they could be impacted due to the Venus retrograde that is happening um, Venus has been retrograde already for a while it went into retrograde on July 25th and it's going to be retrograde until September 5th and it's causing us to um, it, well first of all it is bringing up relationship karma any karma that we have and I don't just mean relationship in the terms of just love, romantic relationships, um, all forms of loving relationships. Um, in fact, what I really believe this Venus retrograde is bringing up um, for me and for other people is really just reassessing the importance of love in our life, um, what we love, why we love it, who we love, what we love to be doing, um, just kind of, again, retrograde, any, anything that starts with the word re uh, is always good for retrograde and then depending upon what the planet is that's retrograding uh, will determine what we're reassessing or returning to or um, reintegrating etc so um you know, for anything pertaining to love, I believe we're reassessing the meaning of that in our lives. Uh, we're reassessing perhaps as we're trying to manifest things, as we're trying to manifest our, our goals and our intentions, uh, what is it that we love and um, why do we love it and how can we manifest it in a way that we love um, and really uh, being being aided in doing so, and this is something that people may be doing on a regular basis even in other times of the year, but we're being aided in doing so by these energies right now um, by the shifting of the tides and the fall tide coming in and also by the Venus retrograde energies. Uh, it could bring up a lot of karma, however, regarding our relationships. Again, not just romantic, but of course romantic relationships since Venus is the planet of love can be uh, influenced by them as well. But it doesn't all have to be negative. You know, people are afraid sometimes of retrograde and they think it's just all going to be negative and, you know, to expect kind of the worst. I'm not one of those people. Um, I believe that all of it is part of uh, the, the, the holistic pattern, the holistic design of the universe to bring about the highest good um, and that we always need to look at every you know challenge, obstacle, difficulty that we may face and recognize, oh, the, these energies are bringing this up 
so that I can face it, so that I can possibly heal what I need to heal or change what I need to change, so that I can possibly confront what I need to confront, or definitely with the case of... Um, Venus retrograde uh, shift into love. It's like, okay, this maybe pointing out the ways in which I'm not, of which I've regressed, um, and of what ways karma in which I've had uh, from things that I've done or said or didn't do, because we can also create karma even through some of our, um, our, our, our choices to not act uh, in certain regards, sometimes with certain things. Um, so, and, and how can we return to that love? Um, and so, I'm going to uh, suggest that as a theme for this six-week time period uh, that you see this time period really as a time to reassess and um, reintegrate and um, you know rethink, uh, reignite in you a return to love um, and uh, put that into practice with what it is that you're trying to manifest. um, so because if, if you put whatever you're trying to manifest, if there's love behind it, this is the power, you know, this is the, this is the power that heals all things. Love is the power that heals all things. And just because Venus is retrograde doesn't mean that we can't use that energies that we just have to be basically, um, I, I do not believe that we are just uh, victims, so to speak, of these energies. They're here for us to to co-create with. Um, I often refer to the cosmological energies as like a weather report. Uh, we want to know what the weather is, what the weather is going to be doing, so that we can plan and act and dress and do accordingly, right? So that we can uh, perform accordingly and act accordingly. So it's good to know these energies and to know what's appropriate for these energies and to work with them and to be extra patient because during retrograde times no matter what planet is retrograde we do need to practice extra patience okay so practicing extra patience during this time um, in addition uh, this summer some of you may have seen it, um, it a few weeks back uh, the, the the planets of Jupiter and Venus were actually in a very close conjunction with each other visible uh, in the sky and it was quite beautiful and then they started moving away and later in the year they're actually going to be uh, conjunct again um, but now they're uh, apart from each other and um, but their energies are coming basically coming in close and then going back out and then coming in close again uh, this year kind of like a dance I've been thinking of it very much like a dance that they're doing and um, so then they'll be coming back together later this year. And now they're, they're pretty far apart. And Venus is in this retrograde period. And Jupiter, which is Venus being the planet of love, Jupiter being the planet of expansion, uh, manifestation, um, abundance, uh, anything that we want to have abundant expansion on in our life, uh, the, 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 planet, the energies of the planet Jupiter can, can help or uh, go against, so to speak, uh, that, that that motion for us. Uh, so right now um, they're apart from each other while Venus is in this retrograde period and Jupiter is actually um, going to be in uh, in a solar conjunction uh, during this um, uh, retrograde period on Wednesday uh, October, um, I'm sorry Wednesday, August 26th uh, is when the uh, Jupiter solar conjunction uh, will be uh, at its peak 
it's 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 starting to happen. Of course, it's it's moving in that direction. Um, basically, from our vantage point here on Earth, Jupiter will appear to be very close to the sun in the sky um, as it will pass around uh, the far side um, of the sun. And at its closest approach, uh, it will appear to be only um, 0.52 degrees, um, making Jupiter totally uh, invisible to us uh, for several weeks uh, while it's lost in the sun's glare, while it's uh, very, very close to the sun. Again, this is all from the Earth's vantage point, and that's why we're experiencing the energies always from our from our vantage point, from where we are situated in place. So um, this alignment with Jupiter and conjunction with Jupiter and the sun uh, happening on, uh, again, August the 26th is going to amplify the solar energies and Jupiter's energies, uh, which I feel is going to be very, very good. Um, I get a really good feeling about it, excited feeling about it. Uh, it, it it's something that I feel is going to uh, accentuate the positive nature of Jupiter's energies, adding the light of the sun, uh, all of the life-giving life force that it has uh, and that it gives and that it offers and that it represents uh, to the expansive, um, abundant uh, energy, growth-oriented uh, energy of uh, Jupiter, it's like they're, they're the two most things. If you were to look at what are the two biggest things in our solar system, uh, the Sun, of course, is the biggest, and the uh, planet Jupiter is the second biggest. And when you then ask, well, what what is the two biggest energies in our solar system that has to do with growth and new growth and expansion into new directions? Uh, I would say the Sun and Jupiter would be those two biggest things that I would list, and then. And um, they're going to be conjunct together. So um, I'm, uh, I'm actually very uh, excited about this upcoming uh, solar Jupiter conjunction and feel that it's going to add just extra, extra energy for our um, manifestation, especially, again, if we align ourselves and act in alignment. Um, and, of course, how do we do that? We do that through spiritual practices. Um, we do that through... Uh, recognizing um, the energies and how we are moving with energies, how we move our own energies, uh, keeping our own self energetically uh, aligned and staying open to receive uh, and being helped by these things. Now, not everyone will experience it as positive, however, um, how these things appear and how all of these things uh, work with uh, what in astrology is called your natal chart, um, meaning each person has... um, say for example uh, different solar energies influencing them different uh, Jupiterian energies influencing them so I don't get into all of that I don't um, get into a lot of astrology during these podcasts because really the podcasts are more uh, oriented towards cosmology and how these celestial events cosmological events we can take them and apply them to our lives um, because I believe that 
um, it, it's kind of like in between where astrology goes uh, into you know much more uh, detail of that application, uh, and astronomy leaves out all application to our lives. Uh, cosmology is 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 somewhere in between, and where I like to be uh, with it is is somewhere in between, so that we know the energies and we're able to work with the energies. Uh, because again, astrology sometimes takes it to the point of like these energies being controlling us and controlling the things that are happening, and I absolutely absolutely uh, don't believe that that is the case. Um, however, there can be certain things that are destined that can be heavily uh, determined or predetermined by some of these things aligned in the destiny, uh, perhaps sacred contracts and things like that that were written for certain alignments and things to happen. Um, so it, it, it all depends upon your sun, your solar energy, and, and your relationship with Jupiter uh, and how that is uh, happening in you as to exactly how it will unfold for you but in general for the majority of people and for the majority of our um, planetary growth I feel like it's, it's just really really well needed much needed energy available to us for our planetary growth but there's so much happening in these next six weeks I'm going to have to move on here um, and uh, move past um, talking about the solar Jupiter conjunction once again once um, this this solar conjunction is over and the Venus is done retrograding, uh, then Venus and Jupiter will return uh, and back into conjunction later on in the year again, and I'll speak about that um, in the next podcast. Uh, I'll probably uh, put a note here to bring that up again about their, their return to reconnect in their, in their dance once again. Uh, there's a few other things happening um, between now and the time of the solar uh, conjunction we're um, actually going to be having a new moon on August the 14th and um, that moon, new moon will help us feel even more uh, that the fall tide is coming in um, again astronomically speaking uh, it is going to be happening in the new moon in Leo um, there's a difference between uh, where the moon actually is astronomically and where Western astrologers uh, here in Western astrology say that it is uh, so um, it, it will actually be in the uh, astronomical sign of Leo on August the 14th uh, and right before that new moon um, there's many people in the metaphysical and new age communities that are speaking of the 8-8 portal the infinity portal um, opening up on August uh, the 8th now I've not. Uh, I've looked at this. I've not seen any uh, special cosmological um, events that we can point to. Celestial events that we can point to. I believe that it's um, mostly based on uh, channeled information that has come through regarding the numerology um, of the number eight. For some reason, we are very. Um, uh, impacted by numbers and uh, that's just how it's written into the design of the universe and certain numbers speak very uh, specific things and, and, and vibrate in very specific ways within us and the number 8 is a um, literally a, a symbol of infinity uh, that is on its side um, and so if you turn infinity the number 8 over you have the infinity symbol um, so it's an opportunity with the 8-8 eight, eight, um, to uh, 
uh, open up a connection, a stronger connection, make that uh, next step uh, with our connection with infinity. And um, that's the way that I'm relating and um, uh, feeling the, the connection happening for uh, what many people are calling the 8-8 the eight, eight, uh, portal uh, opening, just so everybody is clear that it's a numerological vibrational energetic uh, opportunity for us uh, rather than a cosmological or um, celestial event that is happening. Um, then there will be a full moon also in in August, and uh, that full moon uh, will be, so there's the 8-8 portal, just to get back in sequence here, there's the 8-8 portal, the numerological uh, portal that's happening. There's the new moon uh, that's happening in the astronomical sign of Leo on August the 14th, and then there's the full moon uh, two weeks later uh, that is happening in the astrological sign of Aquarius um, on on August the 29th and um, those energies uh, the, uh, the full moon in Aquarius uh, again that's where it will be in the actual physical location in the sky but um, many uh, Western astrologers will be uh, saying that it's happening in the sign of Pisces and that because it's projecting the energy of Pisces it will be actually moving into Pisces once it uh, leaves that sign of Aquarius so um, all of these uh, the, the, the full moon the new moon the new moon, the full moon, happens every month. Um, again, month means month or moon cycle. Uh, originally, uh, it was all lunar calendar systems uh, that most of the ancient people operated on or some other type of solar lunar calendar combination um, and uh, there's a difference now between our calendar and the lunar calendar but in every uh, man-made calendar month we have a new moon and a full moon and these ones um, are all going to be adding into that uh, shifting of the tides moving us into uh, the return to love and manifesting through love, manifesting with love uh, that I was speaking of and describing earlier. Um, so then September is going to come in with a bang. Um, I remember uh, actually before I finished finish talking about uh, August uh, when I was just speaking earlier ago, uh, a few minutes ago about the solar conjunction. It's going to be coming close to the full moon so uh, we may be feeling even extra energy with the full moon energy being amplified to that. So new moons are an excellent time for new beginnings, second setting new intentions, and full moons are a time for manifestation, uh, releasing the old and manifesting the, w- manifesting the intentions. So then um, moving into September, uh, there's a few other things. Again, all of this is happening in the next six weeks uh, before the equinox uh, happens and occurs. And um, the biggest thing happening at the beginning of September, actually it's in the middle of September, is on September the 13th, we're going to be having a partial solar eclipse. Uh, won't be visible everywhere in the world. You'll have to look up where you're located uh, to see when it's visible. It'll be happening at 2.55 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. 
and um, it will be a partial solar eclipse. Um, a, a solar eclipses always happen in cycles, and um, there are always at least one or two of them per year. Um, this will be the second solar eclipse of this year, and it is, of course, when the sun and the moon and the earth all come into alignment with each other, and a total eclipse would be a total alignment, uh, and a partial eclipse is a partial alignment, a partial conjunction. Uh, think of it as a earth-sun-moon uh, conjunction. Um, so the uh, solar eclipse is going to be a partial conjunction, and um, we will be feeling its energies all over the world, even if you cannot see it. Um, when the earth and the sun and the moon come into alignment, we all feel those energies. They will all, they are, all affect us on that day. Uh, so that's a day to look forward to. It's a day that's very auspicious for spiritual practice. Um, I personally find it's not that easy to um, manifest things during times of solar eclipses uh, as much as it is a day that is very advantageous for spiritual work, spiritual activities, um, not as good energies for material energies. Uh, so much, much better energies for uh, doing spiritual practices, so to speak. Uh, so I highly encourage everybody during the time of the solar eclipse, the partial solar eclipse coming up on September the 13th. To, and it's on a Sunday, so that makes it a little easier. Just take just take some time and treat the whole day um, as being sacred, even though it's only happening at one specific time. We'll be feeling the energies of that. Um, we feel the energies of the full moon uh, th for three days. We feel the energies of the solstices and equinoxes for three days. And we also feel the energies of these powerful, powerful alignments. When the earth, the sun, and the moon come into alignment for an eclipse, we will also feel those energies for three days as well. Um, so uh, the um, other thing to make note of uh, in regards to the um, solar eclipse is that this September 13th partial solar eclipse is also the new moon and um, that will always be the case just so you know uh, sometimes people blow that up out of proportion like that's a special unique thing although I think it's unique uh, it's always uh, special um, it's not unique uh, let's put it that way um, it's always special but it's not unique every solar eclipse will be on a new moon because the moon and the sun are together we that's why we can't see them they're traveling together um, we can't see the moon every new moon because it's traveling actually with the Sun um, and uh, it is rising at the same time at the Sun it is setting at the same time at the Sun so every solar eclipse will be on a on a new moon um, and the same thing for um, lunar eclipses because two weeks later and it's quite common for them to come in pairs uh, you have a solar eclipse and then because of proximity and the way that the uh, the, the, they, they all move in conjunctions with each other and in, in, in harmony with each other. Two weeks later, there's going to be a lunar eclipse that's happening. It'll be after the fall equinox, so I'll speak more about it um, in the upcoming podcast, the one, the podcast that'll be for the fall equinox. Um, but there will be two weeks after the, the solar, partial solar eclipse on September the 13th, on September the 27th, there will be a lunar eclipse, and that will be the full moon, full moon lunar eclipse. 
And all lunar eclipses also happen on full moons. So all solar eclipses happen on new moons, and all lunar eclipses happen on full moons. Um, you will see that they're always special, but they're not unique. They're special because each one's different, but they're not unique in the sense that every single solar eclipse is a new moon, and every single lunar eclipse is always on a full moon. Um, and uh, we, when you understand that astronomically, you understand uh, why that has to be, why that has to happen. Um, so on the full moons, the uh, the full moon of September 20th, the 7th, uh, we're going to have a total lunar eclipse, whereas the solar eclipse on the 13th will only be a partial. On the 27th of September, we'll have a total lunar eclipse occurring at 10.48 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Um, so total lunar eclipse happening September 27th, 10.48 p.m. Uh, Eastern Daylight Time, and I'll talk more about that one in the next podcast, but I did want you to know that we will be having a eclipse season, an eclipse cycle coming up uh, whenever we um, have a period where uh, we go have eclipses. Uh, we call it an eclipse season or an eclipse cycle. Uh, right, I'm going to go back to uh, September the 13th. Right after that, uh, solar eclipse the same week uh, on September the 17th, we're going to be having a Mercury retrograde. Um, so Venus will be finished going retrograde. Actually, Venus will have uh, finished its retrograde period, and uh, then we will be moving into, Venus will be finished being retrograde on the 5th of September, and then we'll be having a period of time uh, where there's the uh, solar eclipse after that, and then on the the 17th, Mercury will be retrograde. And when Mercury goes retrograde, this is what affects communications uh, and all types of communications equipment, as well as electronics uh, and even transportation. Uh, and technology in general can be affected, but um, communications of all kind and not just communications equipment, also our abilities to communicate with other people, uh, they're all affected um, by Mercury retrograde, when Mercury goes into retrograde. And um, it will be uh, in retrograde for approximately three weeks like it normally is. A Mercury ha- goes into retrograde three times a year and um, in, uh, when it's in retrograde it's usually for approximately three weeks um, and during that time we'll have to be just very aware and patient like I said earlier about Venus retrograde uh, it's a time for us to be very patient. It's not a good time to um, sign major contracts or sign major agreements or begin major new commitments uh, when Mercury is in retrograde. So from September 17th on to for the three weeks uh, that follows that, um, it's better. It's a better time to follow through on things, uh, to get ideas about things. Uh, you can research new things. You can explore new things. It just says don't like make it firm, basically. Don't firm it up until then. Um, and, you know, it's also a time to you know, everything that I said about the retrograde for Venus, you know, rethink, reassess, uh, readdress, uh, all the words that begin with re uh, are appropriate for all of the retrograde periods. It just depends on, again, which planet it is. So with Venus, it's uh, the, all those words that begin with re, uh, that only with love and with relationships in regards to those things. And with Mercury, all of those words that begin with re apply um, only with 
with things that apply to communications, transportation, uh, technology, uh, etc. So um, the areas that uh, Mercury, the things that Mercury influence and represent. Okay, so um, that's happening September 17th. Um, then on the man-made calendar, I'm going to point out that September 21st is the United Nations International Day of Peace, uh, something that I always like to celebrate. Um, and uh, even though it's a man-made date and there's nothing special happening in cosmological time, I just wanted to point that out to people that um, it's a worldwide celebration of peace and I am a promoter of this because I really believe that if we celebrate peace more and more, uh, celebrate peace, make peace important, make peace a priority, uh, you know, make peace, then it will help us make peace possible. Uh, so that will be the United Nations International Day of Peace, something for all of us to celebrate on September the 21st and preceding two days, uh, putting us into the peace vibration, uh, peace for the planet right before the fall equinox, which the autumnal equinox, the fall equinox, uh, will be happening this year on September the 23rd at 421 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And will also be following, falling on uh, the sacred time in the Jewish calendar known as Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Forgiveness or the Day of Atonement. Uh, so I feel that that's significant, uh, that we'll be in the energy of peace with the International Day of Peace being celebrated worldwide uh, two days before the equinox. We can kind of bring that peace into the equinox and um, with it being on the uh, the, the, the Jewish calendar is an ancient calendar system based on sacred time, uh, the day of Yom Kippur, uh, the day of atonement, the day of forgiveness. Um, the fall equinox can bring peace and it can bring, bring forgiveness. Uh, it's still going to be happening in the Mercury retrograde time period so that that may not always be communicated as clearly unless we pay extra special attention to communicating it clearly and paying attention to what's really being expressed. But it's very uh, auspicious energy for starting the equinox um, with the with the intention for peace and with the intention for forgiveness uh, so using the energy just to summarize um, to using these expansive energies of the Sun and Jupiter um, and the reassessments and uh, return to love of Venus to um, move us forward uh, with what we're trying to manifest in our lives right now uh, over the next six weeks uh, between now and the fall equinox and then as we're moving into the equinox um, riding that tide because it will be uh, the, the peak of the fall energy the fall uh, energies will start to come in stronger more and more and more now that the uh, the shift of the tide has happened and Paul the, the the tide of fall will be at its peak on September 23rd and that autumn energy uh, can be a time of is a time of balance uh, and it can be a peak of uh, balancing ourselves in peace, balancing ourselves in forgiveness through the power of peace and forgiveness and helping to bring more peace and forgiveness into this world. So that's my summary for the next six weeks. Like I said, lots of stuff going on. It's going to be a power-packed uh, six weeks as far as the energies that are going to be impacting us and influencing us. And um, we just need to move with them. We need to uh, move and shift and flow with them.
that's it for the podcast for today. I'll be uh, coming back and doing another podcast on the fall equinox and want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you can download this on iTunes. Uh, you can also download this on my website at AnnaJonesOnline.com. Aloha from the Big Island of Hawaii. Thank you. Bye-bye.